Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another huge edition of the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Chris Barrow, and Lee Milner. Hello! It's time to do it again. Let's do it again in our living room. Once again. Have you kicked out Bailey? Right, can I just say, I know we've done a simulator special mm. and there was Goat Simulator mm-hmm. and you can do Farming Simulator. Mm. I feel like it's like a farm in here because Bailey's been kicked out again, but then the dog next door's going nuts. I know. So it's like our own farming simulator, but it's actually real life. Uh, anyway, the Tamagotchi refund, which I told you I'd let you know about last month, mm-hmm. has actually happened. Oh, good. Got all the money back. So we can go for dinner. You're desperate for dinners, aren't you, all the time? <laughs> I've already taken Every you... Every night. I'll take you on a holiday. Yeah, if you missed last month's episode, it's all about studying esports. We're looking at all the broadcast elements, either being on in front of the camera, so that's through, you know, casting, through interviewing, through hosting, uh, but equally, that's all the positions that lie behind it. You can download that episode now and subscribe to the programme. We have 10 episodes available. There you go. Wow. That's your car journeys done and dusted. 10 episodes is loads. Mm. And the last one was mega long. I think this one's going to be mega long as well. And talking of mega, you can have mega Twitter bants <laughs> at Naked Gaming Pod. Uh, my favourite thing on Twitter that we put up just recently was I was playing um, Link's Awakening, Zelda, and if you try and read the sign standing above it, the game goes, uh, sorry, you can't read the sign from the back. I was like, so much sass. Massive sass. And then I was playing Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, obviously. Mm, obviously. Why would you buy Eevee? Don't know. Uh, and I tried to read a sign from the back and it went, sorry, the writing's on the other side. <laughs> like that. Come on, mate. Bit unnecessary. Love it. I'm just trying to catch some Pokemon. And we also got into the top 10 UK video game podcasts this month. I think the more words there are to that, the less impressive it starts to sound. I know, but it is actually I know. quite good. <laughs> Top 10 UK <laughs> video game podcasts. It's quite a, yeah, a mouthful, isn't it? We were actually number 10. So. <laughs> no, I, were, oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> if we were number 11, I'd be like, we were in the top 11. Don't say that bit. Just edit that bit out. No, it's in. But I think more importantly, I think we were in like number 327 in the Canadian gaming podcasts. Yeah. That's, that's where we're big. So if you're listening in Canada, that one person, thank, thank you so you. much Thanks for downloading so much. and subscribing. This episode is dedicated to you. Uh, this month, we've got loads planned anyway for you. Yeah, we've got the Rugby World Cup, which is taking place in Japan at the moment. And FIFA 20 has just been released. So it's basically a sports special. Yeah, well, we went head to head in this beta version of Rugby 20, which is the latest rugby game that you can get your hands on uh, to try and see who's actually going to win the Rugby World Cup. I played as Japan because they're the hosts of the tournament, uh, and you were England. He's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in! Yeah, it was quite loud, wasn't it? It was very loud. Uh, Quite competitive as well. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't want to say anything now. I don't want to say anything now. I know why you don't want to say no, anything just now. Don't. We'll have to see who's the champion. You can find out very, very shortly. All right. Well, also this month, we'll review FIFA 20 and hear about a special virtual reality go-karting experience. We understood what we were making just right when we sat down in the go-kart. I mean, it was everyone wants to be in Mario Kart in real life. And speaking of Mario Kart, we will review Mario Kart Tour with Alex Rhodes. Let's open it up. Let's get ready. Let's go. Let's go, as Mario says. Also, Mario's been inspiring poetry. What? Yeah. Uh, one author has been nominated for a huge prize called the Forward Prize. Lots of really famous authors have been nominated for this, you know, in their early career, and then they go on to do ooh, huge ooh. things. Like Salman Rushdie, for example. I've got one. You've got a, what, a poem yeah. or a Mario poem? A Mario poem. I've got my notes ready somewhere. Hang on. How long did this take you to write? About an hour. Right, you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> There once was a video game character called Mario, who was born by the river Sagittario. So what? The river what? Yeah, yeah whatever. Shut up. The river, river what? It's a river. Okay. He liked eating mushrooms and dressing up in costumes, but don't let him eat too much. Haribo. I like that you committed, because once you said Mario, you had to all the rest keep of Keep going. Wow. I'm always committed. That is uh, spectacular. And dedicated. Poetry, yeah. I think the legitimate and genuine author, Stephen Sexton, who's written this book of poetry inspired by Mario, might not like what you've just done. I think he'll love it. I <laughs> think he will? I think he will love it. Okay. Uh, we're going to hear from him later on, after it was announced he was nominated for this huge prize. And as for new releases this month, it's Trine 4, Call of Duty on the mobile, and Untitled Goose Game. Now, this is my personal favourite, where you play as an antisocial goose. I mean, what's not to like? First today, because the Rugby World Cup is underway in Japan right now, we decided to have a go at the latest rugby release. Oh, I love this. Okay. It's called Rugby 20. (laughs) Now, there was Rugby 18, and then there was a big gap, because Rugby 18 Uh was not very good. Mm -hmm. Now we're on Rugby 20. Now, you would think that with it being the World Cup right now, that the whole world is thinking about rugby and and possibly wanting to dip into a rugby video game. Yeah, definitely. The company making the game might have finished making the game now so that they can sell it to people who are excited by the World Cup. Uh, duh. They haven't. It's not available at the moment. <laughs> you can only get the beta version... Oh, no! ...which is like the early, you know, the early access by pre-ordering the game. Uh, in fact, Rugby 20 is coming out next year, two or three months after the Rugby World Cup is finished. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, for this month's sports special, we decided to see if England or Japan would win the World Cup. That's because Japan are hosting, obviously. (laughs) We did the coin toss. And I ended up being Japan. You say ended up. They weren't as highly rated as England, which you were. Mm. Let's see who's the champion. Right, here we go. You ready? Oh, you're good. Okay, you're kicking off. Here we go. He decides to send the kickoff right down the middle. Oh, why is everything going slow-mo? Superb. Yes! yes. How do you get it out of the tackle when they're tackled? Right. Here he goes, lining up for the conversion. <gasps> you missed it, and you were literally five <laughs> metres away. <laughs> oh, he's on the wing. Oh, no, no. What? He's going for it, he's Come going on, for it. I know I am. Tackle! <laughs> yes! He scores! Yes! In your face! 
possibly question. Eddie Jones will be proud. I don't think they probably have the licensing for Eddie <laughs> probably Jones. Probably not. So the generic England manager will be very pleased. It's the second half, Japan to kick off. Am I the whites? <laughs> so you're in the second half and you don't know what colour your team is. I know, is. but it's a weird angle. Right. Well, yes, you are. Pass. I'm quite enjoying this. The ball's been yes! Such enterprise. Get in. Get in. Oh, let's have a little replay. Oh, kicks it, taps it, in. Ten all. Pass it out to this guy. Yes. What a try, 15-10 to me. 68 minutes in. He's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in. If you go. get this over, you win. Because it's the 80th minute. All right, here we go. I don't know how to do this, but we're going to fluke it, Hayes. <gasps> I got what? it! I got it! No! I got it! What? In your face! What? What is that? Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Won it, mate. Um, See ya. I think that this is because it's the beta. It's obviously broken. I'll go for next time. Come back when you've had a few practices. Yeah, I was gutted. You did some amazing singing though. Seventeen fifteen, the final score. England will win the Rugby World Cup. I mean, this probably go out of date Look, very I'm, soon when they get I'm not going to gloat. I'm just going to sit here and smile. The screenshot evidence is available <laughs> now on Twitter at Naked Game. Go look at it. Go look at it and no. like it. You don't have to. Uh, did you enjoy the game, though, more importantly? Rugby 20, was it any good? Yeah, it was OK. I mean, I love sports games. Yeah. Um, I started playing sports games. Do you remember, did you ever have Winter Olympics on the Sega? Yeah, that was yeah. when you had to mash the buttons. Yeah. Really Loved hard. Loved it, loved that. <laughs> uh, and I like a bit of FIFA. The problem with this is the controls are a little bit fiddly. Yeah. And you literally get no instructions, no tutorial. It's like... Here's the game, blow the whistle, off you go, see how you get on. I cannot believe, though, that you managed to get the final conversion because the conversion was surprisingly difficult to do. You do the power and then you'd have to do the direction immediately afterwards and then you could sort of swerve it as well and you still got it over. Yeah, well, what can I say? Fast learner. As a rugby league fan, which you are, Mm. did you mind playing rugby union? Which no, we but I think they should be releasing a rugby league game soon because <laughs> then I can win you at that as well. Rugby League 20, it's coming soon. Uh, but Rugby <laughs> 20 itself is coming out early next year. You can play the beta now by pre-ordering the game on computer, PS4 and Xbox One. It's £40 to pre-order. But, as I discovered, if you don't massively like the demo, you can then cancel that pre-order and you get a full refund. You know all the cheats, I don't do, you? I do, don't I? And it still didn't help me win. He's in! He's in! Next today, the trailer to one of the most highly anticipated games of all time, The Last of Us 2, was released this month. Now, if you missed it, I'll play you a bit of it now. Scale of 1 to 10. How would you rate our kiss from last night? Please stop! No! 
So we just watched it for the first time. I've, it's been really hard to avoid watching that trailer because it's so highly anticipated. What do you think? Because you like this game a lot. Last of Us 1 is one of the best games because the graphics are really good, but usually that mm-hmm. means that the gameplay is really rubbish. But mm-hmm. actually the, the shooting in the game is amazing and the story really follows through as well. Mm-hmm. And it had really good multiplayer. Uh, this one, it looks like it carries on from the first one. So you've got Ellie, mm-hmm. uh, who is the girl who you're trying to rescue in the first game. The massive shock, though, for me is that Joel, I think he's called, the guy he played as in the first game. He comes back. He's back, baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm excited for it. It's good. It does look good. What the do graphics you think? are amazing. It's quite it, dark, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like it's a bit more sinister than the previous games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite gory. Yeah. You love this, though. More gory than the last one, though, because the last one, the clickers, they didn't tend to have, lo- you know, it wasn't like loads of blood or anything, but this one... That one does. Oh, yeah. It looked quite brutal, didn't it, to be honest You'll with you? You love it, because you like your zombie games. I do, but I like this one particularly because it's from the same team that made the Uncharted series. So they've got that kind of amazing movement and story from that. But it just looks like they've pushed the graphics up to the next level. Like the facial technology, you know, like you can see people's emotions in their mm-hmm. eyes and stuff. It's bonkers how good it is nowadays. It's really good, really so, good. So, anyway, what did you think? Yeah, no, it looks good. It's something I play. It's just, there seems to be a lot of games out at the minute that are quite similar. A very similar storyline to, you know, Days Gone. Days Gone. Quite a similar storyline again, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got to save the world and battle the zombies. I'm just waiting for something a bit new. That's why I loved Control. Oh yeah, we reviewed that last month. Because that's something different. Their kind of selling point is that you can destroy the environment and throw it at the bad guys around you. Mm-hmm. Okay, The Last of Us Part 2 set for a February release and it's a PS4 exclusive. So if you haven't bought a PS4, maybe for Christmas. Power up. From a PS4 exclusive to PS5 news. Sony's announced that the PlayStation 5 is going to launch globally at the end of next year. What? <laughs> so <laughs> by Christmas 2020. It seems a bit premature, doesn't it? Well, I can understand that they want people to get excited for it. Okay, so what's different? Um, well, there's no pictures of it available. Right. All that we know that's different is that it has a new controller that uses enhanced vibration technology. Right. <laughs> Anything else? That's the main announcement. <laughs> I mean, they should sack their PR company. I mean, that's just a bit disappointing. They could have announced Is this more. news? Just about. <laughs> uh, no pictures available. They're going to have better hardware. Well, obviously, because it's the PS5 anyway. But they're basically not giving much away. But hey, you know, we're counting down the days. Next Christmas, more than 400 days to go. Wow, it's a long time away. <laughs> so Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are coming next month to Nintendo Switch. Lots of people are very excited for this one. During your journey through the Gala region, you can camp anytime at Pokemon Camp. <laughs> While you're there, you can play with your Pokemon. And as you get to know them better, they'll also improve in battle. Now, you've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu in anticipation. Which is basically, I didn't realise this until we got it, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is just Pokemon Yellow, exactly the same game, but with better graphics. Not just better, Chris. Not just better graphics. Amazing graphics. <laughs> Incredible They're graphics. not just a little bit better. It's like properly, it feels like it's 3D. You can run in a diagonal angle, which you couldn't do on the Game Boy. This should be in the retro revival section. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a particularly new release, but everyone's kind of thinking about it now because of the new games that are coming. I don't know how excited you are for the new games, though, because Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, they're quite different Pokemon, and it's a different story. And it... 
I uh, love the originals, you know. Yeah. We're going to see how well you know your Pokemon now. What? Um, because... I have it prepared. Uh, Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield on the way. I thought I'd quiz you on your Pokemon knowledge. Yeah, I'm going to bosh this. Now, I know that you know the original 150 mm-hmm. Pokemon pretty well. Yeah. How well do you think you know the new Pokemon, though, since the original 150? In fact, why don't I quiz you on just the new Pokemon that they've announced for this game. No, let's do the originals. No. Uh, so here we go then. Five Pokemon <laughs> names for you. Some of them are real Pokemon from the forthcoming games. Right. And some of them I've completely made up. Are you ready? Go on then. Let's Pokemon Go. Okay, question number one. Score Bunny. Oh, you've made that up. Score Bunny. You've made that up. It's straight away, no questions. No. Okay, why do you think I've made that up? Well, it just sounds ridiculous. Because of Bailey the rabbit and I yeah. thought Bunny. Yeah. Uh, Score Bunny is a real Pokemon. What? It's no. a fire type. It's a rabbit-like Pokemon that has a white body and orange and yellow markings. Did they get bored after the first 150? <laughs> I sense it. It's actually one of the original three that you get as part of the games. So you know like you had Charmander, Bulbasaur and Squirtle. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one of the originals. So Score Bunny, look out for that. Uh, <laughs> number two, Pika Moo. Oh, you've made that one up as well. Yeah, I did make up. <laughs> I was pretending that it's a, a cow-based Pokemon. but It could be Pikachu, but a cow version. Yeah, exactly. Pikaboo! Number three, Sligoo. Oh, I think that's a real one. Why? Sounds like a yoghurt. It is a real Pokemon. It's a dragon-type Pokemon, but it really looks like a slug. Oh, wow. So that's why it's called Sligoo. Can't wait to see that one. It evolves into Goomy. Ugh. And then it goes into Gudra. At level 50. So oh, there wow. we go. Well done. Uh, question number four. You're doing okay so far, actually. You've recovered after the initial Hang on a minute. start. Oh, yeah. 2 1. Yeah. Shoop Shoop. Shoop. Isn't that a song? The Shoop Shoop song? I don't know. What do you think? Shoop Shoop. I think, Shoop. I think most of our listen- the listeners will not know what song. You don't know Cher? <laughs> <laughs> Is it in his <laughs> No singing. Quick. Um, I'm going to go with real. It's false it's not a real pokemon oh. i made it up because you're going to see share i wanted it to be real i, know. I wanted it to be a little pokemon with share hair Cher. and it's and it's powers singing <laughs> do you believe in love of the love? uh no it's not a real one i did make it up because okay. you're seeing share and finally question five zigzagoon yes why real uh, yes, Zigzagoon is a real Pokemon. And does it go z- zigzag? It has zigzag markings, and it's oh. a raccoon. Oh, wow! <laughs> uh, and then it evolves into Linoon, which is one that has lines on it. So, like, line Linoon. How do you think Linen? What, what, <laughs> my special power is washing detergents. Wow. I'll get those wrinkles out. Wow. So, how do you think they come up with these names? Uh, I think that they do them originally in Japanese and then they translate them into English and I then see. they go oh what does it look vaguely like let's combine those words uh zigzag uh, raccoon zigzagoon well you did very well three out of five actually get in which is a win get in just I'm a winner baby I feel like I'm clawing back points uh what from the from rugby, the rugby. World Cup? okay yeah. this is more my kind you'll of never win you'll never <laughs> oh win. I know uh Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are out on Nintendo Switch on the 15th of November so we'll be reviewing them in next month's episode Let's carry on with our sports special now. Formula One is a hugely popular sport. You're a big fan, aren't you, Chris? I I do like the Formula One, even though the last few seasons have been a bit boring. Yeah, I'm loving it. 
Well, go-karting is the grassroots of the sport and lots of the biggest names in Formula One started their careers off racing around go-kart tracks across the world. That is amazing, isn't it? To think that Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg actually started off as go-karting buddies yeah. and then they were driving Formula One cars on the same team together in, in, you know, a few seasons ago. It's bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And your favourite driver is? Go Raikkonen. You just like saying Raikkonen, don't you? Yeah. Why do you like Raikkonen so much? I don't know. It just goes well with go Raikkonen. <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go Raikkonen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That could be a Pokemon. Oh, I should have said that anyway. Anyway, there's a, a new development using the latest VR technology, virtual reality go karting. It's amazing. It's like being able to race in Mario Kart for real. Well, this has been designed by Paul Vowell, who is the CEO of Noise TV, and he's been driving this concept. Love it. Immediately. We understood what we were making just right when we sat down in the go-kart. I mean, it was everyone wants to be in Mario Kart in real life, participate in fighting elements with your teammates and people watching, even spectators with iPads, sharing the experience, not just people with the glasses who are driving. And this is something I've always wanted to happen when I've been go-karting before. If you basically get the equivalent of a boost in your AR, you know, through your headset or, or someone, you know, might give you a boost from the sideline, your vehicle goes faster. It goes faster, correct. The go-karts themselves are set on four different speed variables. Everyone starts off at a two, and throughout the game, you can progress up to 60 miles an hour. We can't go and throw, um, you know, shells at each other, but we can stop the go-kart and give the same kind of experience, and the other viewers driving will see you spin out of control. Is it quite a difficult thing to actually integrate when you're coming up with it in, in the first conception? To my knowledge, we're the only people in the world who have attempted this kind of uh, motion integration into an experience. But the good news is we have put one in Las Vegas and everyone wants to go to Las Vegas. We plan on taking this on the road. Um, I used to be a musician. I'm used to a life of touring. Um, That's how I intend on implementing this. Paul Vowell, how interesting is that? And they are looking at rolling out VR go-karting experiences across the world next year. Was rolling out also a pun? Let's move on. Stop kidding around. Snake? Snake! Later we'll be reviewing the new free-to-play Mario Kart Tour, which just came out on mobile devices. But before that, Mario has been inspiring poetry. Yeah, Stephen Sexton has just released a book of poetry called If All the World and Love Were Young directly inspired by playing Mario as a child. Now, not only that, it's been shortlisted for the Forward Prize for Best First Collection, which is a hugely prestigious award. So why did he write about Mario? I thought it would be kind of silly if somebody wrote about video games. Not in general, maybe, but more particularly Super Mario World. And part of that, I mean, it's a little mischievous, but part of it is a little bit about certain ideas of higher art and lower art, which I don't necessarily subscribe to, but nevertheless, I can't shake that. Because you said in one of the you know headline quoted things, for me, death and Super Mario have always been connected. Now, there's obviously like a lighter side of that statement, which is that if you play Mario and you're rubbish, you will die constantly. But I think that there's a more serious side to that as well, which you're working into this. That's absolutely true. Um, And as I said, much as I thought this would be kind of funny, that it would be kind of silly. I mean, my my mother had died in, in 2012. 
Um, so when I was writing these in 2015, um, I suddenly got this feeling that that's actually what I was trying to talk about. So when I was looking at the video game and I was thinking um, Yoshi's house, one of the first places you go, there's a tree in it, um, you know, lots of little berries in the tree. So when I was thinking, how do I make this into the real world as such? I thought of the house that I grew up in that had a holly tree um, in the garden and its little red berries in it. That must have been really difficult because, you know, you obviously didn't run out of ideas, but was there a point where you thought, how am I going to do all of the different levels in this? How am I going to relate everything and and tie it all together? Because it must have been a huge challenge. My... Uh, narrative, I suppose, is one that describes illness and, you know, and, and cancer and treatment and um, a period of remission and ultimately loss. So it was absolutely hard to to, to do that. But the, the hardest thing, I suppose, is being true to that experience, um, even if um, a protective urge, um, protective of myself, encouraged me not to. You really have written a poem called Yellow Switch Palace, for example, and Yoshi's Island 2 is there next to Yoshi's Island 3. I suppose it's given you the framework, but then you've expressed yourself through that, I, I imagine. Absolutely, and, and that structure I, I, was extremely useful. Donut planes, it's missing a big hole in its middle, you know, and I, I managed to suggest perhaps that uh, uh, Northern Ireland and, uh, and donut planes are uh, in some ways comparable. Thanks to Stephen Sexton and If All the World and Love Were Young is out now. You're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. From Mario-inspired poetry to the first of our new releases today, and this ties in with our sports special as well, go-karting, because it's Mario Kart Tour. So this is a free-to-play game on your mobile phone. There are two types of control method. You can do normal or power slide mode, which I was enjoying playing on, actually. Uh, But essentially, you swipe across the screen to steer, and you don't have to do any accelerating. The game accelerates automatically Uh for you. I asked our mushroom enthusiast... (laughs) Can I say that? Yeah. (laughs) I asked our mushroom enthusiast, (laughs) Alex Roadhog Rhodes, to take it out for a spin. I'm uh, slightly ill this week, stricken down by a deadly case of the man flu, for which there is no cure, as we all know. Uh, But that won't stop me playing some Mario Kart, some enjoying some sweet Mario Kart action. I've downloaded it for my phone. I'm ready to go. Let's open it up. Let's get ready. Let's go. Let's go, as Mario says. Guess what character I just got assigned? Toad. I don't know if you start with like a basic character. Oh, you get to choose your cart as well. So we go here. Practice controlling your cart. Now, weirdly, you play it vertically. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. So you accelerate along as. Oh no, I've crashed. I've crashed. I've crashed. I tell you what, I would not be able to get insurance in the Mushroom Kingdom. I'd just be bouncing off everything. Turn, 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 turn. Round, 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 round. Whenever I play Mario Kart before, I've got a um, controller in my hands normally. Oh, I'm in the air. I'm flying. Okay. Bit of a rip-off of Diddy Kong Racing, if you remember that. But you get to sort of paragliding sections and boating sections. I think to compensate with the fact that they know the controls are a bit fiddlier, you are going slower. Like, your base speed is lower. It doesn't have that kind of racing feel. Somehow I came first there. I spent most of the game just smashing into the barriers, but um, I won that race, so well done, Toad. Now I think you get a reward. Here we go. Bowser. Uh, Right, it's time for an actual race now. 
So you get to choose, you know, uh, your character. I've only got two to choose from at the moment, Bowser and Toad. I'm also a little worried because uh, it's showing the list of my competitors. A lot of Japanese names in there, which makes me a bit concerned that I'm going to get thoroughly thrashed. Because I think this game came out in Japan before it hit the West. I mean, not that it's going to make a difference. I'm going to lose anyway. Right, okay, here we go. Oh, my cart looks tiny and ridiculous. Okay. I've picked that as a slower character, but it does let me bash people out the way. I've just bashed Hitori out the way. I am currently first. I think it's hopefully ranked me against other complete amateurs. Somehow I'm first. I'm ahead of the pack. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, yes. I've won. I've actually gone and won it. Unbelievable scenes, Chris. Unbelievable scenes. Despite being a rank amateur, despite not being able to use controls very well, I've actually only gone and beaten them. And I think, as I said, I think I'm playing online against real players. This is huge. Level two, straight away. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Suddenly, I, I kind of like this game a bit more now. Hmm, that's that's weird, that, isn't it? Um, you know, now that I've just dominated the competition, uh, suddenly, I, maybe it's not all bad. Okay, that'll do for now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a high, because that was incredible. Spectacular. One weird thing to mention. I mean, I don't want to detract from Alex Rhodes and his, his glorious oh, no. victory against all the people online that he beat. <laughs> Uh, but the game tricks you into thinking that you are actually racing real people online when you're not. So he wasn't actually beating so everybody. So he was just racing a- alone. <laughs> he was racing oh, alone. Alex. So it's, it's bizarre, though, because they come up with lots of strange names. And he was saying, you know, Japanese names that you're racing against. And they look like real people. And some of the characters, like you'll get three toads in the race and three Princess Peaches. And you think, well, it must be a real race, because yeah. otherwise, yeah, why yeah. would you repeat the characters? But no, they're not real people, so I don't really get that. Uh, but it is free to play. Don't bother spending money on it, but there is some fun to be had there. Mario Kart Tour is out now, free to play on mobile devices, and there are rumours of a multiplayer mode coming soon. Let's hope that they do get that. Let's go! Our sports special continues with a review of FIFA 20, the latest in the mega footballing franchise, this time with new modes and even better graphics. I'm not the biggest fan of football games. I'm not very good at them either, to be honest no, with you. Not. I love them. Do I, you? Lo- I love a bit of FIFA. Yeah, I used to play it quite a lot about three or four years ago. And I actually played with an ex-boyfriend and used to, yeah, win him every time. That's, Did probably, you? that's probably why I didn't work out, to be honest. But- <laughs> He couldn't handle being beaten by you. <laughs> As we heard from the Rugby 20 experience, uh, I'm not brilliant at this kind of thing. Uh, so we asked Drew miller Heinemann, who's a broadcaster and a massive FIFA enthusiast, to have a look at this game for us. You know he's keen because we asked him on the first day that it was uh, supposed to come out and he went, I've already got it, mate. I've got it in early access. So he's really on the ball here. Oh, I see why oh, I did. Oh, uh, that was actually accidental, everybody. Uh, so what did he make of FIFA 20? Another year, another FIFA. They've completely changed up how the gameplay works this year, and I am loving it. It's actually difficult to play FIFA against the AI again. They've also fixed the pace, so a fast striker is actually faster than a centre-back. Very satisfying. You're not going to be facing the same three strikers online and the same four defenders online, because you've got a way up. Do I go for speed, where I know I can probably outpace someone, but will be hopeless in the air, or do I go for a bit more height and hope that my pace is still a little bit higher than theirs? I'm absolutely loving online play and I don't really play online in previous FIFAs. Welcome, Papa. I 
Access granted. Please proceed. They've added a new mode, Volta, the combination of the great old FIFA Street and the terrible new one. Um, they've done really well with pretty much everything there. It's fun, it's arcadey, it's got a huge breadth of pitch sizes and team sizes. They have got a new sort of story mode that replaces the journey mode of previous years that's really cringy and actually quite unplayable in terms of cutscenes. It's fun to play the Volta mode, but it's less fun to listen to one-dimensional characters deliver lines in a way that just makes me bite my tongue and curl my toes. Exercise reboot in T minus five seconds. Exercise reboot in T minus three seconds. Commencing exercise. 25. The main change is to the gameplay and I think it makes this FIFA probably one of the most revolutionary since we had the Frostbite engine first come to FIFA and I think it also makes it probably one of the best ones. I think this will actually be enjoyable, it won't become formulaic of doing the same sort of plays every single time to score goals with the same players. The one thing that I think I'm not positive about is the changes to career mode that were really really hyped up. It is still another FIFA. In essence, it is still another FIFA, but it's probably the most different FIFA from the previous year we've seen in a long, long time. And I'm really excited to explore all the new features they've put in and the different ways that they've changed it. So it sounds good, but after about a week of playing FIFA 20, Drew actually sent us this update. Now, unfortunately, for all this excitement, there are several game-breaking bugs currently in this game. It basically means that right now, career mode is unplayable. At least one of these glitches will happen to you. It's kind of sad, and it's a real shame. And they have promised a patch is coming soon, but right now, it's not something that I can even play or recommend buying for now. Maybe when it comes towards Christmas time, they will have fixed it, but right now, the bugs are pretty unforgivable. So not actually looking as good as it originally no, did. We no. had a few comments about this on Twitter as well, at Naked Gaming Pod. Uh, Tom Burrow said, if you're not interested in career mode, then you'll be okay with this game. But uh, if you are interested in career mode, then leave it for now. Yeah, Andrew White said, I played the demo on the PS4. Didn't seem worth bothering with. If it gets better, we will let you know. It is available now, though, on PS4, Xbox and computer as well for 50 quid. So maybe wait until it comes down in price a bit. Busy night, but there's always room for another. More new releases now. Next this month, it's Trine 4. Trine 4, the Nightmare Prince, is the latest adventure of the illustrious, puzzle-solving and platform-climbing heroes of Trine. And, of course, the three heroes, Amadeus the Wizard, Pontius the Knight and Zoya the Thief. Now, if you've never played Trine before, you've not played Trine, have you? No, nope, never. So it's like Super Mario, the platforming game, which okay. you love a platformer, right? Yeah. With proper graphics, mm -hmm. very complicated puzzles, but in a, like, oh, right. a good way. Okay. And the... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I've gone. <laughs> complicated? What? No. Also, you can switch between three characters, so you get a warrior, a wizard, 
and a rogue. And that is Trine. Okay. The gameplay is a bit complicated. Each character has a different set of skills. So if you're the rogue, you can uh, shoot out ropes and walk along them. You get a bow and arrow as well, so it's very cool. If you're the wizard, you can create a massive square block that you can jump on which seems a bit weird if you're a wizard that's not the power that you go for straight away is it so it's like the revolutionized golden axe really yeah it is a bit like that actually uh, and then the warrior just is very good at fighting some of the bad guys i enjoyed it i did enjoy it but there's one problem for me which is that i wanted to play it in co-op mode mm-hmm. and you have to pay to join the nintendo switch online multiplayer mode mm-hmm. in order to get access to that and I thought well no I've just I've already paid 40 quid for this game yeah. so I don't want to have to pay how another how much was the upgrade well it's like 10 quid a month so oh, wow. that's quite disappointing for me because I thought that would have been included that's the mm-hmm. online multiplayer you can play locally they've also released the ultimate bundle which has the first four games in I'd say if you're going to get this game if you like the first three then get it I know that's a stupid thing to say but if you like trying one two and three it's only 10 quid more yeah so it's 40 quid for everything or 30 quid for Trine 4. Get everything. Just get everything. You get Trine 1 enhanced, running at 60 frames a second. But I was very disappointed by the multiplayer thing, so that really kind of put me off afterwards. So I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10, mostly because of that. Although it is available on Switch, Steam, PS4, and Xbox as well. I know when you're excited about a game and you're yeah. not excited about this one. I wanted to play it in four-player co-op. That's like a new thing for them. Uh, but it's quite a good deal if you like the originals. £40 for the whole ultimate collection of Trine. Hadouken! Next, a game recommended by Neil on Twitter, at Naked Gaming Pods, which is also storming the charts. It's unusual, and it's called Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> So, Untitled Goose Game was the number one seller this month on Switch. I love this. And it outsold Zelda Link's Awakening. I love it. And rightly so, because Zelda Link's Awakening was a bit, you know, jerky, as I mentioned last month. Is this the one you've been playing quite a lot of? I've been playing quite a lot of Zelda, but I actually managed to fully complete Untitled Goose Game. I mean, it's quite addictive. Um, It's basically a goose simulator, (laughs) right? Stay with me here. No, this is great. It sounds ridiculous, but it's 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 really good. You're a massively antisocial goose, yeah, honking about, stealing stuff. Untie. I mean, there's a bit of a, a there's a, there's a part where you untie someone's poor shoelaces. He's got glasses on. He falls, <laughs> and you nick his glasses. But it's funny though. But it's really like quite a you know you're a brutal goose. A br- exactly right, and it's quite funny. You have some quite complicated puzzles you have to sort out. And for £18, I mean... You're going to hit the table then, but you're worried. Go on, hit the table, see what happens. (laughs) You're like, ow, my head. (laughs) It's brilliant. 18 quid, I think that's very cheap. The only criticism I have is that it's quite a short game. So you can complete the whole game in four hours if you're just going to bash through it. But you don't bash through it. I disagree. It took me four hours just to get to the second level. (laughs) So it depends on what sort of, you know, how... (laughs) How well you do. But what I'll say is, when Chris gave me this game... You were not impressed at, at I the idea. Like, you were like, no. What? This is going to be another goat simulator, right? Yeah. But it's not. It's really, really good. And if you're on a long car journey yeah. or you're flying abroad to Antigua, say, for a wedding... Hello. It will pass the time quite well. It's a really, really, really good game. You get lists of stuff to do. So some of the objectives are things like uh, steal the old man's hat. 
and then have a picnic. So you have to like drag carrots out of his garden patch and a tomato and a picnic basket and a sandwich. But then every single character, once you've completed their little level, puts up a no goose sign. Love it. Love it. That's what we should... We should have a Bailey simulator. Yes. And an, an antisocial rabbit simulator. Yeah. I've already got that. That would be good. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? I'd say an 8 out of 10. What would you yeah, say? Yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. It could have a few more objectives, but that might come in the future. Uh, it's out now on Steam and Nintendo Switch, and it's £18. And for more simulators, download our simulator special episode from August, available now on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Yeah, which includes Goat Simulator, Flight Simulator Chat. Is there a farming one? Farming Simulator mm-hmm. Chat. Or I mean, we basically did all the simulators. And a Bailey one coming soon. Yeah. Just a quick mention of Destiny 2's latest expansion, Shadowkeep, uh, which has just come out. It's getting very good reaction online, although apparently it's also very short. It's a standalone, uh, which is unusual for an expansion for Destiny 2. So if you're looking for an excuse to get back into Destiny, then you might want to go and check this one out. But it's relatively expensive. You're looking at kind of 30 quid territory, and it's quite short. But just to let you know that it's out there if you're a Destiny 2 fan. And it's also set on the moon, which is what we like. If you want to send us your review to gaming at nakedscientist.com, please do. You're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Time for Retro Revival, my favourite part of the podcast. <laughs> it is, isn't it? This yep. is why you get out of bed. I love it, where we look at old school games that are being re-released, starting with Darksiders 2. Death, was it? Death Definitive. Believe me, this is one of the problems I actually have with this game. So- Death Definitive. Yep edition on nintendo switch and you're not going to edit that out to make me look silly aren't you i'm going to leave that right in (laughs) that's a that's a mouthful for a game so the chad council sends only one horseman even to the past no this visit is unsanctioned in fact no one knows you're here. So the original was released in 2012, and I never played it. I was getting excited for this, to finally get into this game, because they've just released it for Nintendo Switch, which obviously, as you heard last month, is quite new for us. So you play as death. I do to... most days. <laughs> what, when you wake up in the morning? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're trying to save your brother, War, from evil forces. Now, mm-hmm. I thought that death and war were evil forces. So I didn't get that. Uh, Your plan eventually is to revive the human race. But the problem is that as death, even though you're supposed to be death, you're not powerful. This is a bit confusing. And then you get injured very early on. And I was like, but why is death getting injured? Because you're supposed to be super powerful as death. What happens when he gets killed? Exactly. He actually just restarts you from the checkpoint, which doesn't make any sense. But death can't die. Well, exactly. So the idea behind the game, so the four horsemen do a... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I didn't like the animation. I didn't really like the platforming that much. You could run up the walls, though, as death, so that was quite fun. Oh, well, that's all right then. Uh, the combat was pretty good, but it was such a disappointment. It, I'm giving us a solid 2 out of 10. I In mean, fact, that's. No, that. no, I'm just subtracting <laughs> two points. I'm subtracting two points because wow. definitive is not a word. No, it's not. And you couldn't say it. Nope. So, I'm angry about that. Right. So, go on then. Give it a big fat zero. Yeah. Darksiders 2, the Definitive Edition, is out now on Switch. But don't buy it. <laughs> you can also get it on Windows, Xbox and PS4 if you're mad. And you can get hold of it for around £25. I can think of other things you can spend that on. Yeah, yeah me too. 
Stop kidding around. Snake? Now, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare is coming next month, but if you can't wait that long, then why not try Call of Duty Mobile? You get classic maps, a great team deathmatch mode, although the controls are a bit fiddly. It's basically the same maps that you've played before in previous Call of Duty games, although there are only five at the moment. Yeah, it's actually fine though for a free game as well, for a download on your phone. I thought it was very good. The controls are fine. You know how it can be very difficult to do like a first person yeah, shooter yeah. on your phone yeah. because there's no like analogue sticks. Mm-hmm. It's actually okay. Oh, Once you get okay. the hang of it, it... I can't imagine how you would play that. Well, you, you, you sort of press onto the screen. So the left half of your screen is moving around mm-hmm. and the right half of your screen is aiming. But the hard bit comes when you've got to shoot and aim at the same time. But they, they've managed to do it reasonably well. Then the new thing, which I've never seen before, is there's a Battle Royale mode, which is very similar to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. We talked about Battle Royale modes. For people who don't know what Battle Royale means, have you ever seen the Hunger Games? Yeah. It's basically like that. So... You get a massive area, there's 100 people, and the area gradually gets smaller, forcing you to the middle, and it's a huge, massive death match, and last person standing wins, essentially. Love them. Uh, it is a really good mode, isn't yeah, it, as well? I like it's quite. Mode. You can see why people are addicted to it. In that mode, you can go third person rather than first person, so ah. the camera can go over your shoulder, which is I've never seen before in a Call of Duty game, so that's really good. Uh, it also got more downloads than Fortnite when it was released, so... I'm not surprised. It's very popular. It's really, really popular. Because I, I like Call of Duty anyway. Yeah. Honestly, never thought of downloading it because I thought it would be too fiddly. Yeah. Well, you can stick a controller onto it and play it through a controller but then what's the point of getting it on your phone exactly. do you see what I mean exactly I would say stick to deathmatch because the battle royale is it's fine but you know it's nothing special but deathmatch is great and for that for free an 8 out of 10 nice really one like it, yeah. Call of Duty Mobile is out now for mobile devices One more retro release this month, and with the update on iPhone to iOS 13, which is the new operating software, Apple have released Apple Arcade. Promising no adverts or additional purchases, Apple Arcade is free for a month, then £5 for a month after that. It's aimed at kids mostly. Uh, last time I checked, we didn't have any. Have we got any? No, no, I don't think so. Not yet. Good. So I thought it'd be fun to ask broadcaster and lovely man, Tony Fisher, who Aww. you know as well. I love Tony Fisher. He's a really nice guy. He also recently became Dr. Tony Fisher. Oh, so, fancy. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing Apple Arcade with his son and his daughter as well. So let's get their thoughts on it. On the Apple App Store, particularly for Apple TV, a lot of the games were, shall we say, below par. They weren't very exciting. So with Apple Arcade and all the trailers that came out beforehand, we had high hopes. And I'm pleased to say, Ollie is with me now. Before we go through our top five games for Apple Arcade, what's your view on the game platform itself? What do you make of it? I think... I think it's like really good how they're like age appropriate and I think it's a hundred plus games. They're family friendly, which means like no blood or anything. And that's a big thing, isn't it? Because quite a lot of the PS4 games are 
twelves, sixteens, and eighteens. Uh, Phoebe, a quick word from you. What do you make of what you've seen of Apple Arcade? You're not quite as big a gamer as Ollie, but you do like a game on your phone, don't you? As well. I think it's a really good idea because, like, all the games are age appropriate and. They're not, like, low-quality games. And also, because we're running it through the Apple TV, we can run any device through it. So Bluetooth remote devices, we've had the one that was made for Apple, the actual Siri device, which isn't very good for gameplay. And now we can hook up Bluetooth to the PS4 controller to play the Apple TV games. So, enough of the geekism. Let's give you our top five Apple TV games on the new Apple Arcade. Five. At number five, it is... Frog in Toy Town. Frogger in Toy Town. What do we have to do in this one? So, basically, a version of Crossy World, where instead of infinite, there's different levels and stuff. Four. We have a really gentle one at number four. Phoebe, what have you chosen? I have chosen Projection. And what's projection like and why do you would you enjoy playing it so much? Um, it's all about shadows and um, doing a little girl to follow her dreams and stuff. Yeah. Ingenious bit of gameplay here where you have to cast a shadow which makes a little bridge that gets you from one place to another. So it's a platformer, but it's got a real serene quality about it. That's projection at number four. Three. Here's a one you'll see tons of trailers for, even bus sidings. At number three, Ollie, what have you got? Um, Hot Lava. Now, tell me how you play Hot Lava and why it's so popular. So, it's like a parkour game, like where you jump from thing to thing trying to complete the level. So you've got Hot Lava on the floor and you've got to jump from one bit of furniture to another, yeah. is that right? Two. Until one day her heart broke so violently that her sorrow echoed through space and time. This, in the background playing now, is our number two. So what is the number two game, Ollie? Um, Send You Out to Wild Hearts. A wonderfully immersive game because of the visuals. I think that's the thing that's worth mentioning here, the visuals, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah, there's music in, in the background. It's so... Imaginative, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very neon world, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not a fully imagined landscape. It's very dreamlike, isn't it? Yeah, and, and how you can fly. Great soundtrack as well. Sayonara Wild Hearts at number two. Very playable. One. And the number one game is... Sneaky Sasquatch. Sneaky Sasquatch. This is the one that was really the spearhead of the campaign for Apple Arcade. And I think... Ollie can tell you a little bit more about why this is the number one and what you have to do in the game. Oz. So, let's say it's a bit like a survival game. Yeah, so you are a Sasquatch and you are wandering through this campsite, campsite. Yeah? yeah? And you've got to pick up things along the way and you have to go back to bed. A little bit like Minecraft where you've got to go back to bed at certain times when it gets dark. Yeah. Uh, but the animation is really quirky, isn't it? I know what you mean. Because you can eat stuff, can't you, as yeah, well? Yeah, and you get your milk... <laughs> it's great fun. It's very, very playable. And it's a brilliant one to play with all the family. So number one is Sneaky Sasquatch. Great reviewing Dr. Tony Fisher, Ollie and Phoebe. You can come again anytime.
and Tony Fisher works in radio, so I was thinking that they should have to redo his jingles to Dr. Tony Fisher. Oh, I love if it. If I was I'd a doctor, de- yeah. I'd be getting that remade Definitely. on day one. Definitely. Uh, the only thing I will say is that some of the games are huge. So for a mobile phone, which you can play them on, you know, we heard you can play them with controllers, obviously. Yeah. But two gigabytes what? is a lot of space for your game. So I tried to download three games on my phone and it filled it up. I need my space for my photos <laughs> oh, where I'm going to put all my selfies. I thought you should say I need my space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Apple Arcade is available now. It's £5 a month, but you do get your free one-month trial from the App Store if you want to check it out. But do remember, if you don't like it, to cancel because otherwise you'll get automatically resubscribed. Well, another massive show. Where's the time gone? It was huge, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, I don't know how we packed so much in. I get the feeling that as we approach Christmas, it's going to get longer and longer as well. I want another sports special, please. You like today? Well, that's because you won. I know. Not only the Once, rugby. Twice. Three, three times, times a champion. <laughs> well, you won the rugby and you won the Pokemon quiz, so well done. You're not really a sporting kind of guy, are if, you? If it was Ultimate Frisbee, I'd be all the way there. No, Chris. Okay. No. Uh, just before we finish, we're going to go to the mailbox to check a few emails. It's gaming at nakedscientists.com. Uh, let's start with Matt Pellet, who says, I've been loving playing Gears of War 5 myself. The mini sandboxes work really well. Yeah, this is after my review of Gears of War 5, which is probably quite controversial in that I thought it wasn't a very good game. And loads of people love Gears of War. Wow. Also, we had a few comments about Game and Shame and what's the worst game in your game's collection. What's yours? Uh, I think for a while I had My Horse and Me 2. What? No. Was it yours? Apparently. I don't don't remember (laughs) buying it, genuinely. Right. And then also Angela said on Twitter that she didn't like Worms Armageddon and that was a shameful game to Worms is not shameful to own. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you. Worms is a classic. Boring. Okay, I think we need to end soon. Uh, Rob on Twitter as well was talking about the PlayStation 4 and he asked us this question. Considering buying a PS4 to play some of the platform exclusives. That's a good yeah. question, isn't it? Is it worth buying a PlayStation 4 if you, let's say you've got another console mm-hmm. like a, like an Xbox, which I don't think is worth buying, or a Switch, should you buy the PS4 for some of the platform exclusives? Because there's loads coming out very Definitely. soon. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're talking to the wrong person though. I, I will back PS4, PlayStation all the way. It's the only console for me. Yeah. Well, Last of Us 2, we reviewed the trailer for that this month. That's coming out death stranding as well with norman reedus uh, we spoke about that last month on our episode there talking about facial scanning and facial recognition stuff uh, god of war as well there's loads available and rob actually agrees well he's saying i'm think- thinking about it you know you've got last of us one horizon god of war one to four uh, he says he's making the case for himself to buy one so, so basically buy one <laughs> solved you know we're talking about the dog and the rabbit yeah can you hear that there's a plane going over isn't there so we've got flight simulator above us Farm simulator happening all around. Because remember, us. we do this in our living room. Yeah. So Chris is sitting on the floor with the microphone. Yeah. And Bailey's being kicked outside. Mm. Anyway, I was just thinking we could think of all sorts of simulators. Well, I'm going to go and play uh, laundry simulator in a minute. Good stuff. So if you want to get in touch with us, why not? No, literally, why? Why not? What's oh right? You're what's, like, yeah. Why's your why what's your, aren't you what's doing your reason? It? Yeah. Why aren't you doing it now? <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what games. Are you playing at the moment? It is interesting the run up to Christmas, what people start to play, and if you start thinking, because summer releases, you know, there's loads of summer releases. That's why these episodes are so big at the moment, because mm-hmm. there's so much stuff coming out. But as we approach Christmas, it's like, what are you playing? What are you playing? Yeah. Right. No, actually, what are you oh, playing? What am I playing? <laughs> uh, right now, I'm playing Trine 4 a little bit, because mm. I'm trying to get my money's worth, but I'm a bit disappointed by you know how it wasn't quite as good as i was expecting yeah and zelda link's awakening because i'm determined to complete it and i'm on the seventh 
dungeon out of eight. So I'm nearly wow. there. I'm wow. nearly there. What about you? Mario. We're just Mario. Mario. Which one? Oh, the, the same one that you've been yeah. playing for months. I love it. I love it. And you like the goose game as well, didn't and you? And the goose game, yeah. yeah. Remember, you can email us gaming at nakedscientist.com or you can always tweet us at Naked Gaming Pod. Uh, we're going to go on holiday for a bit, so we're taking Woo-hoo! the Switch with us on the plane. Uh, we'll probably be playing Mario, Mario. and uh, Crash Team Racing as well. Love it. So I'm going to make this plea now. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please, because I had to buy an extra expensive return flight because Thomas Cook folded. Uh, so our flights home were significantly more expensive than I was expecting. So if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please. Yeah, I've just had a really good idea for a game, Aeroplane Passenger Simulator. Ah. Like where you sit there and then someone in front of you like lowers the seat down and then you have to press triangle to complain and call over the air hostess. This is great. Uh, and you, you could have like a baby crying in the back and then someone's being sick. <laughs> and you. <laughs> no, I always panic. Well, only recently you started going, um, we were on a plane not oh, so long no. ago and you, you, it was taking off and you went, I'm going to die. The turbulence was horrific. This woman next to us was just reading her book, looking at you like, uh, I need to get on with Fifty Shades Grey, please. And what was your solution? I ordered four shots of gin. <laughs> <laughs> and you enjoyed it. Uh, also, we could do... Uh, beach simulator because that's like getting a fake tan isn't it before yeah. we go on holiday so yeah. I, i'm going to be doing beach simulator as well we're gonna to have to do another simulator special yeah. aren't we yeah yeah yeah. Uh, anyway we're looking forward to our holiday we'll be back next month though at the same time head to nakedscientist.com to find the transcripts of the interviews there's pictures you can leave your reviews of the games there and also itunes as well i've had loads of really nice reviews on itunes so thank you so much keep them coming we've got to start packing haven't we i think so can we take the ps4 how much hand luggage are we allowed oh i think it's like 10 kilograms you don't need clothes to- We'll pack the PS4 in yours, (laughs) and I'll have clothes in mine. Okay, bye. To packing. 